So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Welcome to So We Met Online. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at sowemetonline.com. So, we met online, Uh and we went to your favorite place. Oh, no. Yes. Once again, dinner. Oh, I thought you were going to say TGI Fridays again. Oh, no. TGI Fridays would have been great. Oh, my God. But, you know, what I really wanted was someplace quiet so that we could have a conversation. Okay. I actually purposely asked because she was a little out of the area, and I wanted to find a place close to her. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her if she knew of any quiet restaurants. Mm -hmm. And she suggested a couple. And I said, great, let's go. Okay. We get there, and it was very quaint, very quiet, and we began to talk and have a decent conversation, at least to begin with. And then all of a sudden, she took over the conversation completely. Okay. I could not get a word in edgewise at all. What was she talking about? Everything. (laughs) She was talking about herself. She was talking about her day. She was talking about her job. She was talking about the restaurant. It went on and on and on. And every time I went to ask a question, she just cut me off and started talking more about herself. (laughs) And that was fine until she started asking me the questions. So finally, she she took a moment to breathe. Finally, she took a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. I think partly she was a little nervous. That's fair. I mean, I will say people do talk a lot when they get nervous. Exactly. I was trying to be a little bit nice about the situation. I think she was nervous. She was talking a lot about herself. And then when she calmed down a little, she started asking me the questions. And I was floored by the questions. She started coming out with, do you want to have kids? Now, we've already had a conversation with somebody before that said, Do you want to have kids on the first date? Yes, you've told us that story. (laughs) But this was more about... And if you haven't listened to that one, not only did she say, do you want to have kids? She said, do you want to have kids with me tonight, right now, let's go home. Yes. You have to listen to that episode. (laughs) So she started asking me questions about marriage and children and finances and politics and all of the questions that I just did not want to answer. Nor should you. Well, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit, but I simply and politely said, well, tell me a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> What's your favorite food? <laughs> and, and so she did, and she continued to talk about herself all night long. Mm-hmm. It was the most one-sided date I think I've ever had. So what did you say when she started asking you really probing questions? Like, how did you avoid answering those questions because those are way too intrusive for a first date. I mean, what I always say to my friends, to my clients is the first date is for building rapport or not even building rapport, seeing if you have rapport, right? Because all of these questions, it's completely a moot point whether you want children, have children, how how you lean politically, if you don't even like each other. Right, so let's get back to how to not answer those questions and what I did. But you just mentioned a few of those. There are clear questions that you should never be asking on a first date. What do you think those are? Well, you should not be asking questions like, so what kind of wedding do you want to have? (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you want to name your future children? What do you want to name our kids? <laughs> I mean, these are things that you would think are pretty obvious, okay, but it's are, amazing I mean, how many times they come up. Okay, we're joking about that sort of. That's pretty extreme. However, there are questions that people ask that are just inappropriate. One that comes up all the time for my clients, many of my clients have been, most of my clients have been married before, mm -hmm. right? They're either divorced or widowed or whatever. And they get questions on the date, why are you divorced? In what world is that an appropriate question? I mean, talk about a downer, right? <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get to know someone in the present and you're asking them first thing why they got divorced. We have no idea what has gone on in that person's life, nor should we if we don't know them. And that, I, I can't, I can think of worse questions to ask, but that is at the top. And, and I know people listening are thinking, oh my God, I've asked that. Or, oh my goodness, I've been asked that. And I'm just making the recommendation, don't. You're certainly allowed to ask once you get to know someone and you feel comfortable with each other. That's not exclusive to just married or divorced no, no, people, no, right? No, it's not at all. Because I've heard people asking the question, why did you break up with your ex? Oh, absolutely. Right? And I think there's a few reasons behind this, though. I think from both a man and a female perspective, they're looking for the red flags quickly well, in the relationship. You. Yeah, they're testing. And they're like, well, did you cheat? Mm -hmm. Did you do something that you may end up doing to me? Are you an abusive person? Did you, you know, they're like, looking for all these big <laughs> like things. Like the other person is going to tell them that, right? Right, right. <laughs> It's like, oh, no, it was all her fault. Well, it's just life is not so black and white. And it's just until you know somebody, it's not your <clears throat> business. Now, I will say it's not just like you said, it's not just about having been married before. It's also I get this question. Clients get this question. Why haven't you been married? Absolutely. You know, yeah. That puts the other person on the defensive right from the get-go. So I might be very attracted to you. I might really enjoy talking to you. But the minute someone says to me, why haven't you been married? It immediately puts me on the defensive. Again, they're testing. What's the red flag? And I don't think people always realize, like, marriage is a choice, just like most things are a choice. I personally have not made the choice to get married, at least at this point in my life, because it's not something that's on my agenda. I have focused on plenty of other things that are more important to me. For, you know, take that however you want. I don't date with the end goal of getting married like I know a lot of people do. Honestly, most of my clients are dating with yeah, the end goal of right. getting married. I'm dating with the end goal of being happy in whatever form that takes. Right. But do I owe someone on a first date that explanation? Of course not. Well, and you're judging somebody because you don't know what my history is. And we talked previously about having check marks on our profile. So mm -hmm. one of those check marks is kids. Mm -hmm. So you know going in, okay, he has kids. Yep. So they start asking me about my kids, which I guess in some way is fair game, but it, I would never talk about it. And so when I started answering the questions, she immediately began judging me mm -hmm. on my situation without even knowing my situation. Exactly. That's the thing. And I mean, I can't stop thinking about the question, why haven't you been married? Because I work with a lot of people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s who haven't been married. And someone is looking for the thing that's quote wrong with them right they're right. like uh -huh, that's exactly what they're doing i'm gonna find it right so just as an example i'm working with this amazing 69 year old woman who's never been married 
people in their mind equate never having been married with never having a serious relationship. I mean, that couldn't be further from the truth. She's had plenty, she's lived with people. For all intents and purposes, she had the same committed type of relationship as someone who put the label on it or the legal, whatever you want to call it, on it, right? So she gets to her dates and the first question out of a man's mouth is why haven't you been married? It puts her on the defensive and she and I actually kind of workshopped answers because she started to say, oh well the timing wasn't right, I didn't meet the right person and I said to her, you don't owe them that. So I always recommend saying, I've said this before, um, not to this particular question, but when people ask me about past relationships, which that's about the last thing I want to talk about on a first right, date sure. when you're getting to know someone, right. I say to someone, if they ask, when was your last relationship? Why did it end? Tell me about it. Ah. Like, you're not my therapist, right? <laughs> so I say, I feel very comfortable saying this, and I hope if one person out there can use this, I feel like I've done a good job. But I always say, you know what? That puts me in, in kind of a bad place. It's not something... I care to talk about right now. I am really looking forward to getting to know you and to being in the present and to moving forward. And when I think about all of the things in that relationship and why it ended, it puts a negative tone on this date. And I don't want to do that. And most people have been very receptive to that answer. Yeah. Now, how do we balance this, though, with trying to decipher if there are any deal breakers, right? So for some people, mm -hmm. as an example, kids are a deal breaker and certain situations or beliefs are deal breakers for people right. and i think when you get to a first date not only are you trying to get to know somebody but i do believe that in the back of your mind you're trying to decide do i want to continue seeing this person or is this person worth my time yeah so first of all if you're meeting online Hopefully a lot of those deal breakers will be taken care of because you've checked off that you have children. People know how old you are. They know how tall you are for crying out loud. They know, you know, yeah. whatever you want. And they might know your salary if you've answered that, right? <laughs> they, you know, whatever. But One of um, the worst questions ever uh, <laughs> in social media. So if you're meeting online, a lot of those deal breakers should be taken care of. But like, for example, recently, this is, okay, so I have this 42-year-old female client. And she was going on a date with a guy from OkCupid that I had helped her facilitate. He wanted a phone call first. I don't know that we've had an episode about this on why I detest the phone call before. We talked before about it a little bit, but yeah. Um, I think it delays the inevitable. You should meet anyway. You can't detect chemistry over the phone. And, and honestly, what are you going to talk about on the first date if you've already gotten it out of the way over the phone? But he said to her, well, I want to ask the hard questions, the deal breakers, to see if we should even meet. So already going into that phone call, she feels like she's being tested. Right. Like, like basically people are starting each other at 100% and any words that come out of your mouth take you down a notch, right? Might as well go on the date starting at 100%. <laughs> Back to your question of how do you get those deal breakers out of the way? I mean, that's a good question because let's say you meet in person at a bar what do you do? Do you ask that woman out? Or do you say, hold on, let me get out my checklist of 10 questions to see if we're compatible. I think you just go out, right? Right. And I think from my perspective, and I know I'm, again, probably in the minority on this, but I do believe that the first date is about getting to know the person as well as you can to decide if you're even interested in continuing. I could not agree Once more. you continue... Mm -hmm. Then you can begin diving into the background, the history. Where's this person really coming from? And I think some of these questions 
naturally evolve over time. I remember I've talked to my mom a few times about relationships and I go out on first date and we come back. She says, well, how was the first date? And I said, that's so cute, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) And I say, we talked about this and this. And the very first thing out of my mom's mouth is, why are you talking about that stuff on a first date? Well, what is the stuff? The serious well, stuff? like these things that we've already covered, you well, know, talking about right. kids. Right, exactly. It just shows more perspective that this isn't just coming from me saying these are things that we shouldn't be talking about. This mm-hmm. is not, I, maybe it is a age thing. I don't Do you know. think that people in younger ages are more willing to talk about? I don't know. I mean, I see it as like what, you know, putting the cart before the horse sometimes when you're asking these hard questions and you're making them so black and white. When we all know that if you like someone enough, you're able to rationalize away most things. So let's say I went on a first date with someone and I had a deal breaker of he has to be a particular religion. I'm making this up, right? right? And he's not that religion. And I say, okay, bye, Felicia, you know, and he's gone, right? But what if he treats me better than anyone's ever treated me. He gets me in a way that nobody else gets me. He thinks my puns are hilarious, which they are. How important is the religion part? Now, I know people have hard and fast rules about that, so maybe religion is not the best example. I'm trying to think of another example. But it's like, once you get to know the person, can you be more willing to take them as they come? Right. Well, when we get back from the break, let's talk a little bit more about what questions we should be asking. Okay, good idea. And how to balance the conversation. Yeah, totally. So so it's not dominated by one person. All right, we'll be back. Thank you for listening to So We Met Online. If you enjoy listening, we invite you to visit our site at sowemetonline.com slash sponsors and find out how you can help support the show. On the site, you can learn about all of our sponsors, donate to the show, or promote your own business by becoming a sponsor on one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're a fan, please share our podcast to your friends, co-workers, or anyone else who is looking to meet someone online. Hey, Chris. Yes. So we met online. Nice. And I was pretty excited because uh, one, I have a thing for men with curly hair, and mm-hmm. two, I like food, and this guy was a chef. And I thought, you know what? I'm pretty excited about going out with a chef because, nice. <laughs> well, like I said, I like food. <laughs> food. <laughs> Who doesn't? So we meet at a bar, and we're having a drink, and, you know, we do our introductions. Hello, hello, hello. How was your day? Blah. Which, by the way, how was your day is a great first question. I know it sounds like a throwaway but it's actually a really good question ask me ask me how my day was how was your day well i had some of the best thai food i have ever had <laughs> now ask me a follow-up question what? <laughs> well what I, don't, I... I don't boss around my dates like this by the way just FYI. <laughs> what i was actually going to add to that is not only is how was your day a good way to open but it shows that you're sincerely interested in that person absolutely so we asked the how was your days whatever yeah. i think i asked him first And he starts telling me about his job. I mean, as a chef, he didn't have regular, he certainly didn't have nine to five hours. Whatever night we went out, that was his off night of the week, which was like a Tuesday or something. You know, his schedule was on. As the date is progressing and he is talking, I am listening. I can listen pretty well if I have to. Mm -hmm. And because what he was saying. When you're not bossing me around. 
Exactly. <laughs> horror, horror. What he was saying was pretty interesting to me. You know, I don't know. Beyond watching Top Chef, I don't really know like a day in the life of a <laughs> chef, right? I kept asking him questions. I think we'll get into this after the story, but I'll just throw it in now. I say there are different levels of questions, right? Level one is a new topic, like how was your day or something like that. Level two is just a question on the person's answer. So I tell you I had Thai food. You ask what my favorite dish is. It's green curry, in case you were wondering. And then like third degree or third level question is deeper into that topic. Like, wow, you love green curry. Have you ever tried making it at home? Or have you ever been to Thailand? Or just something that has to do with that topic right, versus yeah. continuing on level one questions, which is how was your day? Oh, it was great. What did you think of the weather today? Uh, oh, that's that's a different question. Yeah. Have you seen any good movies lately? Ah! Yeah. So I'm asking him all of these deeper and deeper questions about his job, and he's telling me everything. And I can tell he's really enjoying the conversation. <laughs> I mean, he's talking, right? He's I'm smiling and nodding, and, and I'm learning. Probably 15 minutes in, I realize this guy is not asking me a single question <laughs> about myself, which I suppose not asking a question, I don't know which is better, being asked two invasive questions or not being asked well, questions. Well, yeah, yeah. At least the invasive ones, the person cares. So we get through, I don't know how I made it about an hour, but we get through about an hour, and I was like, he better not order another drink because I can't sit here anymore. <laughs> so I lived about two blocks away and he did offer to walk me home, which I do find to be a really nice gesture. I allowed him to do that because it was dark out and honestly, yeah. I didn't want to walk home alone. Yep. So we get to the front door of my building, it was a big apartment building. So it's not like it's just my, my doors. And he, he looks at me and I could tell he's about to go in for a kiss. And he <laughs> goes, I really had a great time. I would love to see you again. And I look at him and I smiled, but not in the way I think he thought I was smiling. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I said to him, I mean, I wasn't rude, but I said, really? <laughs> I said, because you didn't ask me a single question. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't? I feel like I really know you. And I said, yeah, that's because I tried to interject things here and there where I could. So I politely declined going out again. There must have been something in there that he said that I wasn't inclined to go out with him again anyway because, right. again, we talked about how nerves might make you talk. But I'm sorry. If you don't notice it within an entire hour that you haven't asked the other person one question, I don't attribute that to nerves. I do attribute that to being self-absorbed. That was that. I want to talk a little bit about how to balance the conversation in this case. Yeah. I could have just jumped in, you know, the minute he took a breath and said, oh, I have another question. Or, but I was asking those questions. So how right. do you balance the conversation? In my story, it was a little bit more challenging because every time I did try to add or contribute into mm -hmm. the conversation, she was cutting me off. Maybe we should set the two of them up. Yes. She, she likes to eat. She right? loves to eat and talk and he <laughs> loves to listen. No, he loves to cook and well, talk. There you go. So I don't know. Anyway. It is a challenge because different people have different personalities. And mm -hmm. sometimes you will get somebody who's nervous and they want to over talk. In my world, in business as a manager, you have to be there to listen. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to interject comments and questions and try to lead the conversation in ways that you want to lead that conversation. That's true, but that's business, not dating. Right, but I think some of the same approaches can be taken in dating. What I mean by that is 
when somebody like you what you were just alluding to at the beginning when somebody's asking a question what are those follow-up questions that expand on the conversation right, right right they have to be more than just another completely random question with a random conversation because then it's like are you even listening right i mean a big pet peeve i think of everybody is feeling like the person asks you a question and while you're answering they're thinking you see the gears right. turning that they're thinking of the next question just listen like yeah. you'll come up with the next well question. i mentioned this in a previous episode the thing that i hate the most about first dates is the interview date. Yeah. Where you feel like you literally are on a job interview because all they're doing is rapid fire questions. Right. Right. If you take one of these questions and you reverse it back to them and you expand on it in a way, like as you were saying, oh, you like Thai food. Well, have you ever been to Thailand? Right. Or tell me more about what kind of Thai food you like. Right. Exactly. So now you're banding on this in a way that can more or less balance it out because hopefully (laughs) at that point in time they turn it around and say well have you been to Thailand or what's your favorite type of food exactly so we already talked about questions not to ask on first dates you know don't ask the really invasive ones don't ask about you know man how'd you get that scar on your arm looks gnarly you know is that spray tan you're (laughs) you know what yes it is Chris yes it is let's talk about questions to ask so I always like to ask questions that the person already knows the answer to but it's fun to think about so for example rather than saying how long have you lived in the area okay how long Chris have you lived in this area I lived in this area for five years okay now what if I instead said Hey, what's your favorite thing about living in this area? I am down the block from Disneyland. Ah, so I saw your eyes light up. I know. Yes. Yeah, I saw your eyes light up when you talked about Disneyland, and I can ask you further questions based on that. Correct. So it's not like this yes or no, very finite thing. Um, Try it with me. Ask me an interview question that you hate, and then something that is a little easier to answer. What's your five-year plan? I have no idea. Exactly. Not only do you have no idea, it's an awful question to oh ask on a date. Oh my God, did I get the job? Did I get yeah, the second yeah. date? Oh my God. Do I get so the second date? So much pressure. Date? Now ask me a question that would be a good idea for a first date. Favorite way to spend a weekend? Ooh, see this is fun for me to think about. Well, I got to tell you, I like to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good sleeper inner. Yes. I also enjoy brunch. I love brunch. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll take a nap after brunch, if we're being <laughs> Who honest. Who doesn't? Other people do that? Uh, I take a nap I mean, daily, so... Brunch really takes it out of me. I don't know. <laughs> so something like that, I actually get joy thinking about the answer to that question. It's not a stumper. I already know what I like to do on the weekend, but I think to myself, oh, he cares. This is fun to answer. Yes, and if all else fails, you can go to the very generic questions. What is your... Favorite movie of all time? Sleepless in Seattle. Why? (laughs) Who doesn't love Meg Ryan? I do love Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan's like one of my early time heartthrobs. Did you have a crush on her? Absolutely. I mean, I think I may have had a crush on her. When Harry Met Sally? Oh. I love that movie. So random aside, freshman year of college. Okay, so that's one of my favorite movies. And I had it on VHS. And freshman year of college, I really liked this guy. This has nothing to do with our topic. Yes, just FYI. fine. That's fine. I really liked this guy. He and I were whatever you do in college, not dating, but hanging out. 
And I invited him to my room to watch When Harry Met Sally on VHS on my 13-inch TV with the antenna. And I remember, I mean, we all know Vasine, yes. right? I'll have what she's having. Yeah, exactly. So is that where, was it at Katz's Deli? Where that yes. Thing? Yeah. I thought to myself, oh my God, we're going to watch that scene and people are going to think things are going on. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, oh, would it be the end of the world if they bought me? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a question like that is really good because it just, you just heard it and opened up the conversation. Right. Yes. And anytime you can open up the conversation to learn more about a person without asking all of those almost taboo questions right. is what we want to do. Because they'll come out. I mean, if you ask me a question about my favorite movie and in it I somehow have a story about my parents or if I had children, my children or something like that, then you can ask an appropriate follow-up question that's not so invasive like, so your children, this, how often do you see them? Mm. Yeah, and ultimately, if you have somebody who's on the date who's really nervous and mm -hmm. doesn't talk because they're nervous or rambles because they're nervous, mm -hmm. the moment you begin to ask questions that they are comfortable with mm -hmm. talking about, they calm down or totally, they open up. Totally opens them up. I liked your idea of favorite way to spend a weekend. I like the question I asked you of what's your favorite part of living where you do? Favorite movie? We could talk about that. What makes you laugh the most? Yeah, and I think other questions are around more about how did you grow up? What were you like as a kid? Yeah, you be careful with that one because that one could start, I mean, not yes. everyone's got the most wonderful childhood. That's you know, true. I saw on Facebook today, actually, as I was scrolling through my feed, a woman I know was complaining about some guy on an online dating site because he asked her if she ever had a nickname. She said no. Okay, leave it at that, right? So he says, I think your nickname should be this. <laughs> she writes this rant on Facebook saying, well, actually, that was my aunt's nickname who committed suicide, oh. and that's why I don't go yeah. by that nickname, and it was not his business. Yeah. So, okay, maybe that's a little bit extreme, but kind of tread lightly on those really, really invasive questions. Learn what you can from the online dating site, the basics, and then see if you have rapport, because if you don't have rapport, all these questions won't come up anyway. And if you do have rapport, you'll get to them. Right, so that goes back all the way to the beginning of the podcast when you asked me, how do we deflect or how do we avoid some of these hard questions? Mm -hmm. And for me, sometimes it's with simple answers, mm -hmm. right? So somebody says, so you have kids? I can say, yes, I do. And then move on to another question, mm -hmm. right? And there are times where you may limit or censor what you say and keep the answer very short and sweet so that you're not being rude, you're answering that question. But then what happens is two more weeks, three more weeks, a month into the relationship, then I think you can start to open up more about that topic. Sure. And I generally, I mean, if you can see that someone is getting triggered by something, like let them open up on their own time, right? Don't keep pushing it because clearly there's something there. So just to kind of summarize a little, stop asking people about the ex on the first date. Stop talking about that. Nobody wants to know your sob story on right. the first date, right. right? I've had dates where they tell me the whole sob story and it's like, maybe I would have liked you, but now knowing how you spoke about your ex, what if you talked about me like that? So keep it light, keep it fresh, keep it fun. Talk about when Harry met Sally and, <laughs> and Disneyland and I think you'll be fine. So, so with that, I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.